BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? Hope everyone's well. Hope you had a nice Labor Day weekend. I don't know if you're like me, but I always, always forget to make fucking plans on a three-day, four-day weekend. It's almost like something inherently wrong in my DNA. Our entire lives growing up, People would say, what are you doing Memorial Day weekend? What are you doing Labor Day weekend? What are you doing Fourth of July weekend? And I'd say, I, I don't, was I supposed to plan something? And sure enough, it got to this weekend and everyone's out of town. And I had, I had options. I had places to go. My buddy in, was going down to my spot in the Turks and said, come on down. I said, okay, great. And then I looked at flights and there was no seats left on a Friday flight of Labor Day weekend. One flight a day. And, and I just kind of had one of those ones. Like, Why didn't I plan better? Why didn't I get out this weekend? I mean, we still had a nice time at home, but we also had about six emotional breakdowns. Do you know what I mean? I could feel that the tension was high amongst all my friends and family who stayed back that everybody regretted not making plans and going somewhere. It was just like a weird, stale, musty energy all weekend of just like, we're back in school. Work is happening. You know what I mean? And the reason I, I, I knew I had options to go plays, but the reason I didn't pull the trigger or anything just yet is because I was like, all right, I got to get to Friday. We were supposed to close on my new office. We're closing on the house in Mississippi this week. And I was like, all right, let me just figure out, let me get my bearings. And I should have known. I should have known that every, everybody else is just clocked out at Wednesday at 4.50. You know what I mean? I had to line up all these things for all these meetings that I had um, the day after Labor Day, the Tuesday back, which is really the Monday before, which, no, you know, you're just confused. You wake up on the Tuesday and you're like, where the fuck am I? Anyways, all this being said, I found myself frantically cleaning my office and my current office right now on like Saturday morning while everybody else is on a fucking jet ski at the lake. I was like, why did I do this? Why didn't I just leave? There's nothing that got done this weekend that couldn't have just been pushed to today. You know, would it have added to my extreme bouts of anxiety? For sure. Did I have the Monday scaries last night? I absolutely did. But I don't know why. I got to be better at this. Again, y'all, if you're having, if please let me know. Invite me to the lake house. I will come. 
I need a soft spot to land on a three-day weekend because I never make plans. I'll I'll be gone for the entire month of June, but then when it comes to like Labor Day weekend, I'm home. I'm landlocked and I'm sweating. And then I'm just itching in the corner. Everyone's like, hey, hey girl, I just didn't, I didn't think to call you and invite you to the beach because like I just figured you were doing something. If it's a three-day weekend, I need you to know I have made zero plans. It's crippling. Two-day weekends, I can pack in enough fucking fun. If you're like, hey, Harry Styles concerts in Copenhagen, we're going to leave Friday, take the red eye, get there, concert Saturday. We got to take the red eye back Sunday. I will pack more in into 48 hours than you even fucking know what to do with yourself. You're like, dude, that is too fucking much to do in 48 hours. I'm like, try me, bitch. Passport has been stomped. But you give me three days, you give me an extra day, like a day to recover, I don't know what that means. I don't know why I can pack in two days of fun, but 72 hours, can't handle it. Too much fucking fun. I need guidance. I've just never been a good three-day weekend kind of gal. What did I do, though, on this three-day weekend? We went to the Georgia game down at the... It'll always be the Georgia Dome. You know, I hate that they... I don't, I don't give a fuck about sports, but they keep renaming all of these different stadiums. Now it's a Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Like, it's, it's always going to be the Georgia Dome. You know, Phillips Arena is now State Farm Arena. I don't care who's the sponsor. I'm a 35-year-old white woman. Cut me some slack. Now you got, you know, the Staples Center. I lived in LA forever. You got the Staples Center. Well, now it's the crypto.com center. Well, we all know what is crypto? No one knows. Robert, no one fucking knows. You know, do you know maybe you get more women at the games if you named it something relatable like the Etsy, etsy.com stadium. Pinterest. You know, is that so much to ask for? The home goods arena makes sense to me. If I thought that there was an opportunity to buy some tchotchkes and see a match, I might be there more often. If you build it, they will come. And I'll be jizzing all over that place. Could you imagine the Home Goods Arena? Oh, God, wet dream. Wet dream. Speaking of women, I know we have a very mixed audience. I mean, probably leaning a little bit more female than male, but hey, I love diversity. But I was started to watch the new Game of Thrones House of Dragon series. And I am not going to, this is not me giving anything away at all, Okay. And I got to be honest with you, I was always confused when Game of Thrones was on, House of Targaryen, House of Valerian. They all sounded like STDs. I didn't know. It just seemed like you didn't want to be a part of any of them. But there was this kind of epic moment. We just started the series. There's only three episodes out. We just started the, the series last night. And there's two women talking. And they're talking about how females can't be in control. And one of the women turns to another woman on the show. And she just says, these men would so much, they would rather watch the entire world burn than let a woman be in charge. And I had, I got such a little tickle in my tank. I got a little, zzz, you know what I mean? Felt my clitoris growing. A, a lady boner. I, I, I got way too graphic with that. You know what I'm saying? I could have just said I had a little lady boner. Because it was very obvious to me that there's a female in that writer's room. 
who thought of that amazing line. And I butchered the line, but it was, they'd so much, these men would rather watch the entire realm burn than dare let a woman be in charge. And I turned, I literally paused on the Apple remote that never fucking works. You know, you got to use your cell phone as the remote, but I just, I'm always on the TikToks while I'm half watching the House of Dragons. So then I had to, I've had to pause it on the Apple remote, which my fingers are too fat and greasy for that fucking thing. Anyways, I paused it and I said, I looked at Jeff and I go, if that isn't the fucking truth, America in a nutshell, these old fucks would rather watch the whole place burn, have these old men fighting against each other than just have a sensible Sally come in and run this shit. I'm not even talking political party. If we could run, this is how I feel so strongly, a libertarian, moderate, normal fucking bitch who's like, yeah, I did cocaine in college. It made my stomach hurt. Like just a sensible gal who was also a bad bitch. You know what I mean? Who was also like the far right's fucking nuts the far left's out of their damn mind. What happened to just a sensible bitch? I looked at Jeff and I said, this is the problem with America. You've got these old men who would literally rather watch the whole country set ablaze than anybody in this country vote for a woman. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. Let me tell you, real talk, I had it, the sweetest girl DM me and she said, hey, Heather, I just want you to know I use your Squarespace code and it was so helpful and I was able to start my online business and it finally helped me branch out and reach out and start my own line. And that's exciting. That's exciting when you guys actually heed my advice. And the girl just said, I want to say thank you for partnering with Squarespace because it basically encouraged me to be my own boss and start my own business. And I created a website and she's doing her own thing. And that's exciting. Listen, I love Squarespace. They make it so easy. Everything you need is right there. Squarespace is literally the one-stop shop to build an online presence. All you got to do is go to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I'm telling you, it's so easy. They have everything from e-commerce. They have a Squarespace members area, video blocks. You can connect all your social media accounts. So maybe you're an entertainer too, and you need to connect TikTok and YouTube and Vimeo and all that stuff. It's all right there. They have a traffic overview, content ownership, email campaigns, social sharing analytics. I think the analytics is the coolest thing for me. That's how I built my touring website. I was able to see what's the best time to put the tickets on sale when people are actually looking at the website and more. Again, all you got to do is go to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
The weather may be cooling down, but Brooklinen's Labor Day sale is here to heat things up. Home of the internet's favorite sheets, Brooklinen is kicking off their site-wide Labor Day sale just in time to save big on their award-winning bedding and towel bundles. Listen, this week, every Brooklinen product is on same, okay? We're talking luxurious sheets, plush towels, cloud-like pillows, throw blankets, and more. And we can't think of a better time to stock up on soft, cozy home essentials before the temperatures drop. Head over to Brooklyn and today to save on high quality home essentials this Labor Day. I freaking love their sheets. It's the internet's favorite sheets. It was created by a husband and wife duo to give customers luxurious hotel level home essentials, but they cut out the middleman so you're not paying those crazy prices. Everything that they make is amazing. And if you're new to the brand and you know, you haven't tried anything, rest easy and just shop in comfort with Brooklinen's online quiz. Whether you're looking for the perfect set of cozy sheets, a new robe, or a complete overhaul of your home, their quiz is the best place to find a curated list of high quality products perfectly suited to your lifestyle. What are you waiting for? Head over to Brooklinen today to save on high quality home essentials this Labor Day. Listening after the sale, you can still save. Visit brooklinen.com and use promo code absolutely not for $20 off plus free shipping on your purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code absolutely not. I was on my high horse. I was half a trazodone in, like about to fall asleep. And I heard that I perked back up. Jeff literally said it was like I came back from the dead. (laughs) And I paused and I said, do you see? the shit that we deal with. There had to be a female in that writer's room to write that line. Cause it's so true. Whether it was back in, I don't know, 14 AD when game of Thrones was a real thing. And I know it's a fictitious story cause there's dragons, but I also like to lean in to the imagination that it might've been a real time in life, probably right after the ice age, you know, but I just think, wow, even they get it. And I'm not even trying to tell you which side to pick. But it doesn't matter. These 75-year-old men would rather watch the whole country burn into flames than just have a bitch take charge. And I'm going to tell you right now, Margie McDaniels should run for president. I haven't been doing my characters as much because I'm incorporating them into my live shows because they're so much more fun, but I miss Margie. If you don't know who Margie McDaniels is, it's one of my characters that I do. Margie McDaniels. You know, like a a strong power lesbian. I'm just saying, I think I'm a very sensible, reasonable, you know, okay, everybody cool your jets kind of gal. But I just watched that last night and it tickled my date. And I said, wow, Game of Thrones gets it. But no, you got to have these men with their shriveled balls just setting everything on fire with their dragon breath. It's just too much. Anyways, I didn't mean to go on like a political rant. I'm just saying, as somebody who thinks that they're pretty down the middle of sensibility, I found that enlightening. Anywho, what are we getting into? Okay, speaking of just real bullshit, Robin got catfish on the Bumble this weekend. I'm going to tell you what happened, okay? So, you know, there was a lot of pent-up energy at the house because none of us made plans. I was like, mom, are you going to the beach with your girlfriend? She's like, no, are you going? I'm like, none of us made plans because we were all stressed about all the shit we got to do this week. I said, okay, all right, whatever. You know, when you've like locked the FOMO out of your brain, you're like, everybody's on a jet ski right now. I'm in my mother's basement. I just need to dial it in and say, I'm going to have a productive weekend. 
So my mom's version of a productive weekend was she finished a painting. You know, you can buy her art at theredcontemporary.com. And she was finishing a gift. And I guess she was dabbling on the bumbles. So we had our friends over on Sunday night. We did a little uni pizza party. And Robin's talking to this guy. So she shows us this photo. This guy is hot. He looks like an Italian Formula One driver, clearly European, Mediterranean. Like, it's a vibe. He could be Greek. He could be Italian. Hot, hot, hot. Sexy beard. Good glasses. Brunello Cuccinelli, cashmere sweater. He's in a fucking Ferrari. He's, he's hot. She said, I'm talking to this guy. I said, mom, I love you to death. We both know you need your cataracts done and you might be hard of hearing, but I don't know how to tell you this. This is not him. She said, well, I'm just going to see. And on his profile, it said he was in travel mode, which I guess that means you're traveling. It said he was in Arkansas, but it had, it said he was in travel mode. Now, I don't know enough about the online dating, obviously, because I'm not searching for love, but I could, from the minor facts and details that I could pick up, this guy is in quote unquote travel mode. So Robin starts chit-chatting with him and it's going green. And you know, immediately if it goes green, I'm like, all right, if he were to give you his number and say, message me on WhatsApp, I'd be like, all right, he's for sure. Maybe he's visiting a relative in Arkansas. But even then, if you're Italian and you have family in Arkansas, don't trust it. And I just mean, if you're Italian, don't trust the family's decision to move to Arkansas. And that's no hate, no shade to Arkansas. But you know what I mean? I would say, do you need to visit? Probably not. And again, no hate, no shade to Arkansas. Love a lot of the towns in Arkansas. But if you're going to think, if you're like, okay, you're European, you're, you're abroad, out of all the places you could visit in the States, not Arkansas. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Newport Beach, maybe NYC, maybe have a Nantucket moment. Fuck Atlanta. Go look at the Olympic rings. But I don't know if I'd pick Arkansas. Anywho, so we're all sitting around drinking wine on the porch with our other sad friends who decided not to go out of town for the weekend. And Robin sneaks away from the table to talk to the guy. All right, we've already been looking at this guy's photo. He only has two photos. They're very attractive. And I can already tell, I'm like, something's not adding up. Robin isn't gone, I'd say. Two and a half minutes. She comes traipsing back on the screen and porch. And she's like, you're never going to believe this shit. He was catfishing. Wasn't him. He was Asian. And I'm like, okay. 911, we got we got an alert. So what do you mean he was Asian? She goes, Heather, you know, I got a friend named Danny who's Korean. She's got my mom has a dear friend named Danny. He's Korean. They talk all the time. She goes, He was Asian. That man had an Asian accent. So as soon as she hangs up the phone, she gets a bunch of text messages from him. What, you don't like my accent? And immediately I'm like, Robin just got catfished by an Asian man who was posing as an Italian Formula One driver. Now, immediately, I'm like, this is the funniest shit on the planet. And that's no hate, no shade to my brothers and sisters in the Asian community. But if you're going to try and catfish and or just look for love, you got to go Asian adjacent. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. That's like if I were to put up photos of myself as an Asian woman, and then if you were to ring, ring, call me, and I'm like, hey, girl, what's up? Like, it, you know what I mean? Let's be honest. He wasn't even trying. Work on the Italian accent a little bit. And Robin just was completely defeated immediately. I mean, we've been laughing about it all day. So she calls her buddy Danny, and Danny's like, oh, let me crank call this guy. And sure enough, Danny's like, yeah, he was Asian. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? We didn't even need to dig any further. It was like, if you thought you were getting catfished by a white woman, you know who, who calls? Me. And I, ring, ring. Oh, yeah, that bitch's name's, that bitch is named Madison. And I'll tell you where she's sitting right now. The Poconos. She's sitting in her log cabin in the Poconos, scamming. Oh, we had such a laugh, though. But I'm telling you, and, I, and then the, the more I looked at this photo, I'm like, this is a fucking stock photo. So then we backwards image, Google search the image. It's a stock photo from Google Images. And I'm like, if this isn't a larger sign, a 911 that Robin's got to get the LASIK done immediately. And we were laughing all weekend about my mom. We, were, we all went to dinner at one of our favorite little Mexican spots, Taqueria del Sol. And my mom is sitting there at the table and she's not old. Robin is fucking young, spry, running around, hot body, energy for days, you know, very witty sense of humor. But she's at the table and every, we were talking about something and every three seconds she's going, huh? What? Who? What are we talking about? What did you say? Huh? Huh? To the point where I was like, mom, what the fuck? Do you need to sit closer? I mean, we're at a five top. We're not even that far spread apart. Huh? Who? What? Who is that? What'd you say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Heard they heard they're dead. You're like, what? Mom, we were just talking about an online purchase. You heard they were dead. You know what I mean? Like it was, I don't know if she was just picking and choosing what she wanted to engage with. But first it was that she couldn't hear anything. Now she's getting catfished by a stock photo of a Formula One driver. I loved the, the, the part though on the scammer. He didn't even try and lean in Italian. And I don't know. I said, you know, it was one of those things where, okay, immediately you connect to the phone call. Like, does now this guy have your IP address and he knows where we live? You know, it's like when you get those crank calls from like a call center somewhere in Bangladesh and they're trying to get the elderly to give them all their passwords and social security numbers and bank account information. Then they wipe you fucking clean. But if you're going to scam somebody on Bumble and you put up a photo of like, you know, a hot Latino man, you better at least sound like you. You've got a suntan and you're laying by the beach with a margarita. Like, you know, lean into the role. <laughs> our, our, our buddy Danny, who's Korean, was like, no, he was Chinese. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. And as somebody who definitely spent a large portion of their youth prank phone calling people, I'll tell you what. And was this right? Would I for sure get canceled for it today? Yes. But if I called you and I said the prank was, I'm a Greek man, you bet your ass I'm going to have a thick Greek accent. Again, you know, every actor is getting canceled forever doing an accent as a voiceover. So I'm not saying that I would do that now, but as a kid, if you don't think that I called in, I was like, what's the prank? Okay. All right. We're pretending we're calling from the Euro shop down the street. Okay, we're going to prank call and say somebody stole the meat slicer. Like, I would come up with the craziest shit. If you don't think I was, I fully transformed myself into a 65-year-old Greek man with the last name Zacharopoulos, it's called method acting. But we were laughing so hard. This guy didn't even try. I'm like, sir, you could have done a simulation where you sounded like you were in your race car. Like, zoom, zoom. And just said it's too loud to talk. Call, I'll text. Guy didn't even try. Didn't even try. Robin was furious, but I love that she got the text. What you didn't like my accent? She's like, it. She responded, "You're not Italian." 
and then blocked him. Dude, we're all getting catfish left and right. Life is a fucking catfish. Oh, God. But if you're going to do it, if you're going to pull the wool over someone's eyes, at least put in minimal effort. I've always been a big planner. You know what I mean? Except when it comes to Labor Day weekend plans. What I really want to encourage you to do to plan ahead is with your fertility. Y'all, you know I love modern fertility. It's a great way to test your hormones to figure out what's going on behind the scenes. Whether you want to have kids today, tomorrow, or you just want to know what your fertility looks like, modern fertility is awesome. Basically, you get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for the next steps. It's easy. All you do is you uh, test your hormones at home with a simple finger prick, Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost $179 instead of hundreds or even thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That's modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Again, I cannot tell you how important it is to check your fertility. I wish I would have done it sooner. I wish I would have done this in my 20s. And then I would have known to freeze my eggs so I could get high quality eggs. But if you've come to my shows, you've heard my stand up, you learn from my mistake, do it now before it's too late. And just do it before it becomes a struggle if you can. Again, go to modernfertility.com and you can use my code absolutely. But again, modernfertility.com slash absolutely to get $20 off your fertility test. Modernfertility.com slash absolutely. I could not do my tour. I could not be traveling around in Italy if I didn't have my away bag. Y'all, I freaking love away. I've had every type of suitcase and away just makes it so easy. I probably have like eight pieces of away right now. I really do. I've got the whole family away. I'm obsessed. Away makes suitcases, bags, and travel accessories designed to make moving through the world a lot more seamless, which is a good thing because travel makes us better people by giving us different perspectives. But there is nothing more annoying than when you're on a carpeted airport and it's carpeted and you're trying to drag your bag, well, guess what? Away is great because they have four 360 spinner wheels guaranteed the smoothest roll, even through the most hectic of airport and situations. They have a TSA approved combination lock that keeps all your belongings safe. And all of Away's suitcases are built to last with durable, lightweight exteriors that can stand even the roughest of baggage handlers. Every suitcase comes with an interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help you pack more in and a hidden and removable laundry bag to separate your dirty clothes. That's one of the key things that I love about them. Here's the thing. Start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases and bags at awaytravel.com slash absolutely. A-W-A-Y travel.com slash absolutely. There's a 100-day free trial and everything Away makes. Take the product out on the road. Live with it, travel with it, even get lost with it for 100 days. And if you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. The no ifs and or asterisks about it. Try it out. I love awaytravel.com slash absolutely. But this is also the problem is now I'm starting to realize that as much as I'm, you know, I'm going to get ready to go on the, on the road here in the fall and I'm about to be out and I'm realizing I got to get an assistant for my mom. I said, Jeff, you either got to like grab her by the reins and keep an eye on this shit because I can't be gone for 48 hours doing a show in Cincinnati. And then I come back and find out all of her bank accounts have been wiped because Robin's gotten bamboozled by a stock photo that looks like a 22-year-old Persian supermodel. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
I'm asking for, I'm asking for light, minimum effort, security detail. You know what I'm saying? I just need like a fabulous gay man to run around with Robin all day and just grab her phone and be like, no, Robin. While she's at the mall going, huh? Who? What? You know, I just need somebody to lock it. I thought about putting like a child lock on the iPad because I'm just, after this weekend, thank God I was here. You know what? That was a blessing in disguise. Thank God I was here because I told mom immediately, block the number, you know, because you don't know. If you're clearly getting sconed like that, Listen, I was sitting at my kitchen table one time and my mom, this was like two years ago, thank God I was home. She got the phone call from the Amazon. You know, the quote unquote, Amazon in quotes. Hey, and it's, it's a man from a call center somewhere in India. We're calling, we need your social security number and your credit card details. Can you confirm your home address and your email address? And Robin, literally, I could hear her saying, give me one second, hold on, I need my glasses, I gotta. And I said, mom, what do you, who is that? And I ran upstairs. She's like, this guy from Amazon needs my social to confirm my package. You know, for my jingle jangles that are coming in. And I, thank God I was there. If not, we would have lost everything. And then you know who would have really been pissed? The ghost of my dead father. He would have said, I didn't work my ass off for all of those years to build this business for your mom to get swindled, scomped. No, not even scomped, conned by a, a petite man somewhere at a call center pretending to be from the Amazon. You know, it's just wild. I've had talked to so many friends recently who were just like, damn it, we keep catching these quick moments. You got to be on your feet with the elderly. You got to stay in your toes. You think having a toddler's wild? Have a 75-year-old woman who's got a license who probably should have been taken away. So I cannot tell you how many times I have to ask y'all if anybody's got a fun Uncle, dad, stepdad, whatever. Robin's ready to, she's, she's horned up. She's ready to date. But I got to get her off these apps because it's dire. She's just trying to keep herself entertained. But she's fun. I need a strong man to come in here and, you know, slap her around a little bit in the face with a dick just to calm her down because she's getting conned out here. And also to any of the white women listening, this is why you need diversity in your friendship. You know, thank God Robin had dial a Korean. She was able to dial a friend and he was able to confirm amongst the Asian community. Yeah, I can confirm. This man is in fact not Italian. You know, if I have a question about Judaism, who do I? I dial Jackie Schimmel. She usually has no good answers. I'm like, my friends are coming over Jewish. Is this kosher? And she's like, I don't know. And I said, you're a bad Jew. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, Raymond's half Chinese, half Mexican. A pillar of the gay community. If I got a ting, ting, ring, ring, I got a question. People call me for white lady questions. This is why, guys, look around your friendship group. You know, if there's three of you guys and you're all Canadian, you might want to diversify. Because it's really about teamwork. Obviously, you know, breaking down walls and, and coming together as a community is what it should be about. But it's also so we don't get scum. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what white people do for scamming. You old dog. It's always fucking tax fraud. Every fucking time. Also, okay, one of my mom's best friends, Nicole, is Vietnamese. <laughs> Shout out to Nicole. My mom went to dinner with her last night. Robin comes back. She goes, Nicole told me all about Chris Chrisley. You know what they got into? And I'm like, I love that you and Nicole are just sitting at dinner. They literally were like pulling up the Chris Chrisley. I guess he was in for tax fraud. 
money laundering, something like that. That's every single time you see some bullshit in the news. It's reality star tax fraud, reality star wire fraud. You know, and at some point, this is why when everyone's like, Heather, why, you know, your family's so entertaining. Why don't you have a reality show? I am trying not to get audited by the IRS and I'm not even doing the frauds. Like I'm not saying that to set myself up to get audited. I play so far by the fucking books. I've given too much money to the government. I would like a return. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm dead ass honest. I maybe have $10 hidden in a couch somewhere. And that's simply because when I'm lazy and I lay down for a nap and if I wake up from the nap and I immediately want to go to like Cava or Chipotle, I just like to reach in the couch, grab that 10 bucks, go down. And I, and I know that that'll cover my burrito bowl. You know what I'm saying? It's not like save it for a rainy day. That's just called post nap snack money. And I keep it behind one of the cushions on the couch. That's just because I'm a lazy fat ass. You know what I'm saying? But anytime these housewives get in trouble for it, these reality stars. And what's wild to me is clearly a lot of these people, whether the wives know about it, the husbands know about it, whoever's doing the fucking scum, they all know what they're doing and they've been doing it for years prior to signing up for these reality shows. So then when they get caught, they're like, "I, I just didn't see it coming. And you're like, excuse me? You just put yourself on a national pedestal for the FBI to be like, we've been waiting for you to step up on our radar. Anyways, all I'm saying is if you ever have questions about anything, you know, if you need me to do a white lady investigation, if you are one of my listeners and you are not of Caucasian descent, it would be my honor and my pleasure to make a couple of phone calls from you. And I will be the first fucking person to say, this is a fucking con. This woman's name is Rachel. Where is this pinging from? Where is this? This is from Palo Alto. So this bitch is in Silicon Valley. This is probably a startup scum, and I'm a white woman. You know how fucking unhinged white people are? My ass will get in the Audi and drive cross country so fucking quick. Wait a minute. Do y'all remember that astronaut? You're probably not. Speaking of crazy white women, she wore a diaper and she drove like from Texas down to Florida, like Cape Canaveral in Florida in a diaper to like avenge her lover who was also another astronaut. I know that I am butchering this, this thing, but anytime you see something like that, like astronaut goes crazy, drives 48 hours straight in a minivan, wearing an adult diaper to stab her ex-husband like that. 100%. You read the name? Emily, Rachel, Madison, Mackenzie, Heather, Caitlin. Like these are, listen, I'm just going to be honest. I know how a white woman scums. Pyramid scheme, MLM, tax fraud. It is what it is, ho. So anyways, if you ever need that, if you're listening, you say, hey, can you call? I I think I'm getting scummed by a white woman. I'll fucking dial up. I'll get in that audience. I'll be in Montana before you can even say, hey, it's ringing. I'm like, I already feel it on the nape of my neck. On the back of my neck, a wild hair standing up because I know that there's a woman named Trish trying to pull a fast one on a friend. I'm putting my foot down right now. I'm not here to stand for it. So I'm asking my friends in other communities to do the same too. Call your elders. Make sure their neck getting scummed. Just, we got got to be dialed in. 
but I died. I died this guy with these. I mean, he was a fucking hot guy. But I was like, this is a Formula One driver. I've watched the Netflix series Drive to Survive. Pretty sure this guy's on like, not the, the, the you know, the, the Formula Three. Like he's on his way up. He'll be on the McLaren team in like a minute. Season five, check in. <laughs> this guy's it. Like he could have been from Monaco, like just hot. You know the man I'm talking about in a cashmere Brunello Cuccinelli sweater in a Ferrari, hot glasses, nice trimmed beard, great head of hair. Said he was like 65 on his Bumble profile. He was maybe, maybe 42. So in a, in a weird way, blessing and a curse. I was bitter, had FOMO all weekend that I didn't make plans to go. I mean, we have a fucking place in the Turks and Caicos. We have a house. Go. But I didn't. I said, I'm going to be dialed in doing work. And thank God I was here. Thank God I was not away from my mother because Lord knows we'd be wiped clean by Tuesday. What's your summer fantasy? You know, a whirlwind romance in Italy, getting wet, dancing in a warm rainstorm or maybe an unexpected summer fling. No matter how you want to get steamy, leaving summer, we're closing summer, we're going into fall. Maybe you got a sexual fantasy of Falling into a big bag of leaves with a, you know, little Dunkin' Donuts in your hand with a hot man. Nemo Alfonso, I don't know what you're into, but Dipsy has a sexy story for you to indulge in, in all your fantasies. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed for women by women. They bring scenarios, real scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter what you're looking to, what turns you on. Find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. We got hot actors doing the voices too. New content is released every week. So, but in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can also find something new to explore. Dipsy. Also has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they offer written stories. This is your go-to place to spice up things for your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash absolutely. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash absolutely. That's dipsystories.com slash absolutely. Come on. Listen to it. Get freaky. Dipsystories.com slash absolutely. All right. We have a lot of voicemails to get to. I know that y'all feel like y'all were getting conned all fucking weekend. And we're getting back into the swing of things. There's a lot of shit happening. So let's get into the voicemails. As always, you can hit the hotline 800-213-7503. Let's get to these voicemails. Heather, it's Linda from Nashville. Girl, all I want to do is go to the chiropractor and get my back cracked. I've been having babies for years back to back. I'm tired and my body is like reaching out, right? Go to the chiropractor. Can they just give me a light little, you know, crackle pop? I like, I would like them to take me and break me in half and make me feel better. But no, I have to go in, get assessed. Then they make me come back to tell me what they assess. And then they go to tell me that they're going to require me to lock in 20 appointments for like $1,200 that I need to come to twice a week. Bitch, I got a job. I got kids. I, I have no time to come up in there and like commit to paying you $1,200. I got to fucking retire one day and put kids through school. And I don't know, 
buy lunch meat so they can have lunch meat to feed my kids. You want to you wanna tell me I need to give you $1,200 and I got to show up twice a week in the middle of the day? Fuck that. Fuck that noise. Just, just crack my back and let me go. I'll show back up again when I can just surface. Surface from the drain of the toilet that I'm trying to survive in life right now. And that's all I have to say. Love and light. Linda from Nashville. This could not come at a better time. Not for you. I'm sorry. This is... It's a really shitty situation for you, but great for the timing of the podcast. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, that's a, that's a chiropractor con. That's not even a scum. That's, that's a con. And I am not shitting on the chiropractic community. I know the physical therapy community and the chiropractic community are not one, even though I actually have some friends, one's a physical therapist and one's a chiropractor and they're married and it's fucking wild. I know white people drama. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's how wild we get. But, and if you're wondering, well, why would there be drama between physical therapists and chiropractors? Because a lot of them believe that their methods are just kind of bullshit. Physical therapists, you know, kind of, and I'm not trying to speak for all physical therapists, but they think that's bullshit. They didn't even go to like an accredited university. And then chiropractors are like, we know the way, the truth, and the light. And I go to both. I love a fucking neck crack, a back crack. Now, every time I'm about to have my neck crack, do I see my life flash before my eyes? And I'm like, this is it. This is the moment I'm done. I'm dying. They're going to snap just like, and then it'll be it. Um, Yeah, for sure. But that's kind of how I live on the edge these days. But I hear you. Listen, if you, when you have sciatica, when you get a, a, a hip thing, I know when my hip gets out of place, I go, I just need them to fucking pop my hip back in place. And when you do, you feel like a million bucks. You kind of have a migraine and you're nauseous for like, half a day, but then you're cruising. I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't know what the going rate is for the chiropractic community, but I can tell you, Linda, you're from Nashville, a city that I love that I really went on a rant about last week, but $1,200 seems expensive for that location. You know what I mean? If they said it's going to be $1,200 for 20 sessions and you're saying, I don't know, Tribeca. Yeah, that checks out. Beverly Hills for sure. And I'm not saying you want to go cheap on a chiropractic situation and try and, you know, use a Groupon. That's definitely not something I would fuck with. There are a time and a place for you just to spend the extra money. That's usually when it comes like dental stuff. I wouldn't just go cheap on my teeth. Gynecology, again, something I wouldn't use a Groupon for. You know, if you say, hey, you need a, your annual pap smear. Maybe your insurance hasn't kicked over yet. There's a man with the van down by the river. Don't do that. You know what I mean? At that point, you could just ask your neighbor to come over and, I don't know, do a scrape. It's just, it's, those are two things, dental work and gynecological things you don't use Groupons for. And chiropractic. But this seems like a high rate. I'm underlining, I'm doodling on my notepad right here, taking a beautiful mind notes. You know what I mean? It's real, it's real Mensa over here. And I'm just saying $1,200, that seems high. No, you know what kind of doodling I'm doing? You know, when you ever see those shows where they're talking to a medium, like, you know, the Long Island medium, and she's got her notepad out and she just keeps, she's like, keeps drawing a turtle and then circling around the turtle and then crossing it out and circling it. And she's like, hold on, someone's speaking to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who, who, who did you call Uncle Turtle? Who was Uncle Turtle? And then the person starts crying and they're like, that was my uncle. Yeah, we were in the core one day and he ran over a turtle. That, that's him. He's trying to, I think it was a turtle. It could have been a dog. No, it was actually, we hit a deer. But either way, that's what he's trying to tell me. That's Uncle Turtle. 
I didn't actually ever call him Uncle Turtle, but we hit that deer one time, and that's what he's trying to tell me. I know that the turtle means the deer. I was also four and a half when that happened, and I don't know if my memory's correct, but it, that's Uncle Turtle. <laughs> Do you know what I'm doing right now? I'm just like scratching. I wrote 1,200 on this notepad, and I'm just scratching it out. That's always what the mediums do. They're like, hold on, hold on. And they're like. Can you hear that? You know, just scratching all over the yellow manila notepad. Hold on, hold on. I'm seeing, hold on, just a, and they just draw like a set of titties. Did your mom die? You know, they're like, that's my mom. She had boobs. Not big ones, but she did have boobs. They always get them. They always get you. They just draw the most insane shit. Hold on, I'm getting it. Hold on, hold on, I'm getting it. Yeah, big set of titties. She had an egg cup, but that was my mama. And that's where I'm like, talk about, talk about the original con. And I'm not saying that people can't communicate with the dead, but here's my thing. As somebody who, who always has the armor of God on, because I believe that the demonic spirits are trying to nip at the Achilles, I just know my dad visits me in other ways. You know, I don't need it. I don't need to reach out to somebody to get an answer because I know what my dad's doing. He's sitting at a Waffle House in heaven right now with all of our dead cats. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's taking a bite of the waffle, getting a bite of the waffle to one of our former dead cats, drinking a sip of Diet Coke, smoking a cig, you know, getting his meal in before he goes and plays 47 holes of golf. I know what my dad's doing. I know where he is. But have I wanted to go to a medium ever just to see what, you know, what kind of bullshit they come up with? For sure. For sure. But am I too afraid to dabble? Because I think that can open you up to the dark side. It's, it can get dark-sided. Did you ever see that episode of Wife Swap? And it's like one of the most viral video clips where the woman, heavyset woman, big gap in her teeth. She gets upset. She's wife swapped. She's at this other family's house. She believes that they're dabbling. You know, they like let the kids watch TV. And she's like, they're watching Nickelodeon. You aren't a Christian. It's dark side. And she's screaming. If you haven't, just Google, because I don't think we can get the rights to play the actual soundbite on this podcast. Just go ahead and, and Google dark sided wife swap. And it's the funniest fucking thing. But that's how I feel going in to talk to a medium. Okay, anyways, let's get back to this. So also, I can go ahead and tell you, Linda, right now, this is 100% bullshit. And I understand from the business side that they have to sell a pack to keep you coming in, but this should be a quick adjustment. And if they were good chiropractors, that would say, listen, you might need two or three, but we're not going to try and sell you a pack immediately. Run the other way. As much as I have given a lot of credit to the Kairos, you got to run the other way on this one. You know, and they're trying to keep the lights on, but you're right. You don't have time. You got to put kids through college. You said it yourself, Linda. Do you know how expensive lunch meat is? The inflation on boar's head? Fucking forget it. And if you're not buying the low-sodium, nitrate-free boar's head and you're serving your kids the Lunchables, well, I might as well call Child Protective Services because this is crazy. Those kids are going to have so many nitrates, they're going to be swollen. Like they just saw Dr. Nasser on the episode of Botched. Paul Nassif, you know what I'm saying? I get really affected by nitrates. If I eat like, like raw turkey, 
that isn't the good turkey. My fingers swell like sausages. I get a headache next thing you know, my eyes twitching. I'm affected. And we know that the meat in America's poison, but God damn it, over here, Linda's just trying to, her body's broken. She's pushed out six kids. She needs a quick hip readjustment, get her neck cracked. But she's over here trying to, trying to keep food on the table. And as she said, trying to survive in the cesspool that is the United States. And the price of lunch meat went up. She can't afford the $1,200.45 pack coming in two times a day. Get in there. Get the Theragun massage gun in there. Do a quick and let her be on her way. Everybody's trying to pull a fast one. And I think a lot of businesses right now are really playing on parents because they think you guys, you know, you're with your kids all fucking summer. You're exhausted. Just get them back to school. Just get them back. Just get them in, in the door. Just get everybody back out of the van. So they think, all right, this mom's coming in. She's dealt with these kids all summer. She's exhausted. We're going to come in here. We're going to sell her a 40 pack and, t- you know, so she can't afford the mortgage on her house. You know what? When somebody starts pissing you off, and you think somebody's trying to pull a fast one, just yell, do you know the price of boar's head? Do you know? And if they don't understand what that means, then you know they're scamming. Because if they did, if you yelled that at anybody, if you like walked into a Barnes & Noble, you know, and you pulled a book from the 40% off bin, and then they, they scan it, and they're like, this is full price, and you yell, do you know the price of boar's head? You know what that clerk's going to do. You know what? I do know the price of boar's head and it's bullshit. Deli meat inflation is through the roof. You're right. You know what? Let me get a manager to see if this barcode's off and let me see if this self-help book that you're trying to buy right now is in fact 40% off. You also know that like we're all trying to survive when you do go to whatever bookstore is still left in America and all the self-help books are on discount. You know what should never be on discount? Self-worth. You know, that's just meta, in meta, in meta. It's a pun within a pun within a pun, a discounted self-help book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sorry, I'm just over here just just really having a moment with my my notepad over here. Yeah, I think that's bullshit. Absolutely not. God, Linda, I'm sorry. Do you know how expensive boar's head is? actually haven't bought deli meat in a while, but I'm going to go to Publix today and get a pub sub. And I always upgrade on the pub sub. They either say, do you want the Publix meat or the boar set? I always lean boar set. I'm going to do a price check for you. I'm going to tell you this right now. Prices are going up. Inflation is through the roof. And all I want is my L7 and my L6 to fuse back together so I can pick up my kids from school. I hear you, Linda. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Michael calling from Sydney, Australia. I had an experience in Absolutely Not Today. It was insane. Um, So the guy who comes to our workplace and does like the rat traps and stuff in the basement, he said he caught one today and then he came up to us and he was like, I'm not sure whether the rat was male or female. So I took it home and cut it open and there were babies inside. What? The actual fuck, I'm going to vomit. He's like a serial killer or something. Oh, God, absolutely not. Hey, just want to say hello to our friend in Australia. Hello. Okay, this is an absolutely fucking not. 
first of all, having vermin in the office is already a health hazard, a work hazard. It's, you know, it's a distraction from what you're trying to do. And that's get coin, you know, do bad bitches, get money. It takes a special kind of guy to want to be a rat trapper. Now, I always loved the show Swamp People because I have about two degrees of separation from actual like Cajun country, Louisiana people who just, that's what they do. The gator trappers, that's not what they do. You know what I mean? And I respect the community and, and you know what they do. That's just, they live in a swamp. That even makes sense. But somebody who's dialed into mice, rats, rodents, that's a whole nother ball game. Now, if there's anybody listening who owns a critter company, a rat removal company, you may have inherited that business. You may just say, you know what? I grew up around critters. It doesn't bother me. But, but for you to take it to the next level, to have that guy say, I wanted to go home and I sliced it open, that's not humane. And I think we might, you know, call the Better Business Bureau on that one. I think rats are disgusting. They carry disease. That's how the Black Plague was started. Did I ever tell you all about the time? I think I did. So if I did, I apologize, but maybe not. We were in Scotland, okay? It's my mom, my sister, my dad, and I. I almost said brother. I don't have a brother. That was weird. And we did this tour of, so Edinburgh, the city of Edinburgh in Scotland is built on top of the old city of Edinburgh. So you you do this like underground tour of like the old city of Edinburgh and it's gross. You're down there in these caves and they tell you about how like when the Black Plague started, it was started by the rats. So we're in like this pseudo jail cell and the lady who's giving the tour squeezes a fake rat and it makes a squeaky noise and my mom screams bloody fucking murder. She screams so loud that a kid on the tour starts crying. All the adults are fucking laughing. They think this is the funniest shit ever. I'm mortified. And my mom's screaming, get me out of here. We hate rats. Like rats, it's making my skin crawl right now just thinking about it. So what you learn on the tour is though that the rats brought the fleas, that then the fleas started the plague, right? It was a disease from the fleas on the rats. So as we're walking up, this is 2006 maybe, as we're walking up to the gift shop, so we're coming up from the crypt, we're like, you know, arising back to earth, seeing the sunlight on our face. Robin's in the gift shop where they have all these stuffed fake rats. It's like, I survived the tour of Edinburgh. And Robin's like, where's hand sanitizer? She goes, I think they gave us a plague down there. At no point did she process it was a fake rat. She thought that they'd thrown a real rat on her. It was a whole thing. She was asking for her money back. It was a whole thing. She's dousing us in Lysol. This is before COVID. This is before anybody really did hand sanitizer. Like in 2006, you had hand sanitizer, but nobody actually like used it. You know what I mean? We're all like, no, 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 we're Gucci. I'm fine. I don't need it. So that's how triggered I am by rats. But this guy's a freak. Sir, I'm sorry that he had to come back to the office. Like, you didn't need a follow-up. All you needed to know was that the vermin was taken care of and you have a clean, healthy, safe work environment. And this guy's like, let me tell you, boy, I took that bad boy home and I, I found babies in his stomach. Like, no, sir. He's on a wanted list. Go ahead and do a light FBI, Aussie FBI background check, and you know that guy's fucking killed somebody. There's somebody in his basement. So I'm just saying, maybe get a little you know, extra security. You need to 
a mild security detail now at the office. Also love that we have listeners from Australia. I breezed past that. I just need y'all to know for my own self-worth that I can lay my head down tonight and say, I'm international. I'm fully abroad. And I'm able to look at the analytics of this podcast. I know we have a lot of listeners in London, plenty based in the UK, but Australia. I'll tell you right now, it makes me freaking excited. Really does. Dying to come to Australia. But y'all have some wild critters over there. My very rough and tough New York husband has been losing his shit over those, you know, we get, I told you last week, we get the cicadas and we get, we get cockroaches in, in Georgia. That's just, it is what it is. We have a very nice tiled screen and porch, but they can still get in. And Jeff has been losing his shit over like a roach you saw last week. We've had some of our fanciest friends and some of our not fanciest friends all sit Jeff down and say, Jeff, that's the South. Like you're going to get one. You got to let it go. Whether you live in a high rise on Peachtree Street overlooking the High Museum of Art or you live in the backwoods out of a two-ton trailer, you're going to have a critter sometimes. That's just what we get down here. When the weather changes and it's wet like this, the critters come in. They come through the cracks. That's just how it, that's how it runs. And he's been having these fucking meltdowns. And I'm like, you got, bruh, we'll have somebody come spray, but you, you got to let it go. You have got to let it go, bruh. So my tough city slicker husband over here has just been having meltdowns. And I'm over here having to be the uh, pest control. That's what I was looking for earlier. I couldn't think of the word pest control. <sighs> I'll tell you what, that we need the pest control of life right now. Between with the, the chiropractic scammer. The catfisher on the dating apps. That's what I need. Pest. You're all pest. I need fucking pest control. I need a perv pest control. I need a financial pest control. Everybody's trying to get money from us. Bank is closed. ATM card has been cut up. Don't ask me for a dime. I've spent too much money. The price of boar's head is up. We're just trying to survive. And I'll tell you what. When I come to Australia, you bet your ass I will have the armor of God on. You could be at the Ritz-Carlton in Australia and you get a fucking tarantula by the wet bar. You know what I'm saying? But I can't wait to visit. I think I should do a show in Australia. That could be fun. That could be freaking fantastic. Fantastic. That could be a really good time. Thank you for calling from Australia. I am just over here cavelting. Is that the word? You know what I mean. Just excited. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Holly from Louisville, Kentucky. I'm calling with an absolutely not. I have a six-month-old puppy, and he is a known sock eater. He will, if he sees a sock, he darts at it faster than I can get it away from him, and he swallows it whole. And then he'll usually throw it up a day later. It's really gross. Well, last week, He was feeling really lethargic, super sick, not his normal self. I knew something was up. So took him to the emergency vet. They do an x-ray. Yes, he has an obstruction. I told him he was a sock eater. They're like, it's probably a sock. We have to do surgery or he's going to die. So I'm like, okay, do surgery. Let's do this. 
So they do surgery on my puppy. The vet calls me when it's over, and she's like, he's doing really good. She said he had two blockages. One was a sock in his intestine, and the other one was a used tampon in his colon. Heather, my puppy ate a used tampon out of the trash, and it got stuck in his colon. I have spent thousands of dollars to get this tampon surgically removed from him. So that's why absolutely not. He's now thriving, running around with the cone of shame, um, acting like nothing's wrong. He's on nine different medications twice a day. So absolutely, yes, he's thriving, but absolutely not to thousands of dollars out of my pocket because my puppy got a tampon stuck in his colon. Okay, I can go ahead and tell you that this is this is how everybody's feeling. Everyone's feeling like they have a used tampon stuck in their colon, whether it's metaphorically, spiritually, physically, financially. We're all your pup right now. And you know what? Let me tell you, I looked at Riggs the other day. My buddy Jared brought over his dog. We were trying to have a meet and greet, and my dog embarrassed me so fucking bad. Riggs is not good. He's great at doggy daycare. He's great with his trainer. When I get him on a leash and he is in the presence of me around another dog, he embarrasses the shit out of me. He screams on the leash. He goes nuts. So Jerry brought over Mr. Fitz, his dog. So I said, okay, I'm going to put Riggs on the leash. We'll meet at the end of the driveway on neutral territory so that then maybe that's where the dogs can meet and then we can bring them in the house together. Riggs went apeshit, fucking ballistic lost his mind, was screaming at the top of his lungs as if somebody would put his toes in a meat grinder. I mean, this is the most spoiled, loved, angelic dog. And we couldn't bring Mr. Fitz in the car. He had to sit in the air-conditioned vehicle for 10 minutes while Jared brought in a rug. I get it. And I looked at Riggs so disappointed. I go, you embarrass me. You want to have fucking friends over? Quit acting like an asshole. And now you got to look at your dog in the face. Hey, Hey, you don't want, you embarrassed your mother by munching on used tampons. First, you're swallowing socks like a freak. And now you're choking down mama's dirty garbage that time in the month. Let a bitch live. I can't afford you. You know, it's like when you're, you got a toddler. They put something up their nose. Why, Dylan? Why? After all I do for you, this is the respect I get. You know that that situation. They've seen it, though. Girl, absolutely not to what your dog did, but absolutely yes to the fact that, you know, that vet, that vet's like, dude, we've seen everything. These animals are fucking wild, dog. My dog is obsessed with plastic hampers. I can't even have a laundry basket because Riggs will tear it up. Jeff looked at me and goes, aren't you embarrassed for our dog's behavior today? I go, I'm mortified. He's such an angel. In the house, he's such an angel. You come to the house, he is chill. But if I try and bring another dog in the house that isn't Bronson, he loses his shit. And I'm like, I know you want friends. I see you at doggy daycare. You thrive. His trainer's like, he's an angel. But when he's on our turf at our house, it's like, loses his fucking mind. His eyes roll back in the head. He's just like, ah. I told him, I said, we can't have friends over if you're going to act like this. You can't control yourself. 
Told y'all about my friend Jenny. Every time in Halloween growing up, she gets so excited for Halloween, she'd throw up on her costume. And then she couldn't go out trick-or-treating. It's the same situation. I'm like, Riggs, you want friends to come over? Control your shit. It's like you, man. It's like, bruh, you want to have a good Tuesday? Quit eating socks and tampons. We have so little, again, pest control. And I know they're animals. But it's like you can only lock up the trash can, make sure that the bathroom door is shut. These dogs figure a way to weasel their way in. But I do want to say, ma'am, don't worry about the judgmental attitudes or views at the vet because they've seen this shit. You know, we had a cat, one of the cats that my dad for sure is sitting with feeding little bites of waffles to in heaven. We had a cat who ate loose change. After the third time, its its tummy was going to get split open. The doctor said, listen, at this point, this cat's got to look, you know, it's a little cuckoo, like a little tink tink. And they said it would be more detrimental to put the third surgery on this piggy bank of a tabby cat. We had to put the cat down. I'm still traumatized about it to this day. I mean, not only financially had we hit like the 7K mark, but this cat would eat change. We had the first surgery, ate change again. After we had moved all the change up high on the counter in a box that the cat couldn't get, somehow got into it, ate change again. And then the doctor was like, I can't cut this cat open one more time. Like, this is too much on this tabby. So I know my dad's sitting at a waffle house in heaven, taking a bite of pecan waffle, then handing it to the tabby. We had a cat named Savannah. We had a cat named the the cat formerly known as Kitty. I told y'all my dad was smoking a cigar on the porch. One cat just got taken by a hawk. My dad was a large man and he came back in and he looked as he goes, y'all never going to believe this, but Kitty's gone. Hawk got him. (laughs) Hawk got him. And I was like, huh? I was in high school. My dad's like, Kitty's gone. Hawk, a hawk just swooped down and got him. I couldn't even put my, he's like, I couldn't even put my cigar down. Grab him. I'm making my dad sound real country, but he had a sweet Southern accent. That's funnier than shit. Kitty's gone. Hawk got him. (laughs) It's just so much in one sentence. Yeah. I'll never forget that. He had a lot of cats. We had Conan named after Conan O'Brien, the artist formerly known as Kitty. We just called Kitty. We had OK, which was outdoor Kitty. It was just a neighbor's cat that lived in our yard that we took care of. Savannah. We had Olivia. You know, interesting enough, you know, the, 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 the pest control guy who couldn't tell if the rat was male or female. In kittens, it's really hard to tell the sex. So we had a kitten that we named Oliver. We got it as a tiny baby kitten rescue. And then we took it to the vet and they said it's actually a girl. And so we had to name the cat Olivia. And do you know how many friends I have named Olivia? And I always tell them, well, I'll always be sitting at, you know, a Mexican restaurant. And I bring it up every time I see him. And they always try and stop me. I, as the words come out of my mouth, they go, you know, I had a cat. They go, named Olivia. We know, Heather. You've made it weird. Can you pass the guac? Oh, somebody's ears must have been burning. Because guess who just walked in? My dog, Rigatoni. Jeff. Do you want to tell everybody real quick how embarrassing Riggs was yesterday when he tried to have a play date with Mr. Fitz? You got to come tell the microphone. Here comes my husband, traumatized by roaches. I told them that he screamed and yelled. And what did we say to Riggs? 
post meltdown. Our son is the cutest dog in the world. He is a valued member of our family, but he is a complete embarrassment. And what did you say to him? I said that nobody is going to want to come over here and play with you if you behave like an animal. Even though he is an animal, he behaved like one. And that's on God. All right, let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather. It's Michelle from Denver. And I have an absolutely not for you. I went to the CU football game in Boulder versus TCU, my alma mater. And I am still shook. I don't know if it's just a CU student, if this is a Gen Z thing right now, but I got harassed. I got yelled at. I got pushed. I got flaked off. And I want to note mainly by girls the entire way into the stadium and at the game. I'm honestly befuddled. My friends and I think this might be some pent-up Zoom energy because, you know, kids weren't allowed to go into person to football games last year. Not sure. Might be a one-off case. Just still so confused. And, you know, I do want to note, I've been in my fair share of football games and gotten heckled a time or two. Understand a good rivalry, competition. Just not being yelled at by girls. Absolutely not to pent up zoom energy and being rude thanks heather bye hey girl i hear this i went to a sports match this weekend as well and it was wild now i went to the the georgia game and georgia fans and ole miss fans are very similar athens and oxford are two similar towns we're not rivals even when we play each other it's all fun we're like you won i won we're good we don't care is everybody having a good time and fucked up sure you know, because we know that when it comes to SEC schools, we're superior to all the other schools. So we just, you know, we're able to put our heads down at night and say, <laughs> we're good. But I will tell you, I walked into that stadium and, and those dogs were barking. You know, they're the Georgia Bulldogs. I have a bulldog. I get it. It's, you know, they're like, go Georgia Bulldogs. Just, just, I, I, I thought Riggs was in my purse. It was insane. But it's jarring no matter what you're doing to hear that amount of barking. But I was in on it. I said, fun, 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 fun. Look at this. Kids being fun. But I'll tell you what. The kids nowadays, you know, so the, the game was in Atlanta at the Ben Stadium. And so all these kids came down from Athens. Athens is about an hour outside of Atlanta. And so all the kids are down. But I was looking at some of these college kids. They all looked like fucking youth. You know what I mean? Like, I look back at what I looked like as, as a college student. I definitely looked like a baby, but these kids looked like baby prostitutes. You know what I mean? They all had baby faces, but they were dressed like full-grown fucking adults. It was bizarre. Like, New Jersey housewives, but also the youth of America. And there was a mixture of fans. You know, I had a bunch of, of friends that are alumni, so we were running into them. And they even said, they were like, these kids are crazy. They were playing Oregon. They said, they, oh, they had tons of fights breaking out. The Oregon, Georgia, you know, right on the border on the line. And I'm like, who gives a fuck? Georgia beat them like 102 to nil. Or four, maybe. Like, we get it. But I think you're right. I think it's that these kids, because they were Zooming their senior year of high school, they don't know how to be socially, they don't know how to socially interact. And I know that they're doing a lot of studies on the psychology and, and how obviously staying home really hindered the mental health for a lot of these kids. But I also don't know what the answer was. Now I've had COVID four fucking times. I'm sick as a damn dog each time. It's not like I've gotten it a couple of times where it's been light. So I don't know what the answer was. 
We were in a pandemic. Started by a bat. Nobody fucking knows. The whole world's been conned out of all this. But did we also get sick? And I know people lost loved ones. Sure. So I don't know what the answer was. Teachers didn't want to get sick. Were you supposed to leave the kids home? Were you supposed to throw them back in school? Nobody fucking knows. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody know, knew what to do. There was no guidance. So yeah, these kids had to stay home. But I will I, t- will I concur that there was definitely some wellness checks that we should have done on these kids because now they have no idea how to socialize. I told you when I was down in Oxford, I was talking to the bartender and I said, you know, it seems kind of quiet on a Thursday night before school starts. This bar would have been packed when I was there. 2008, bitch, this bar would have been 10 people deep at the well. You know what I'm saying? And he and, and the bartender was a young guy. He just graduated. He said, yeah, he's like, post-pandemic, these kids only come to the bar for like an hour and then they just do house parties because they all have this weird almost Stockholm syndrome because, you know, when COVID was happening, everything was shut down and these kids had to like secretly throw house parties. So they don't know how to come out and, and, and socialize at a bar. And one of the older bartenders was saying, is like, yeah, you know, you see these guys trying to hit on girls, vice versa. It is awkward as fuck. Because all of these children, and I say children, even though they're 19, 20, 21, they don't know how to be out there, socialize, and try and flirt. The whole thing's fucking bizarre. But what you were saying, I'm sorry, back to you, is that you're saying you're getting pushed. These women were getting aggressive. You know, maybe because I feel like there's so many women out there just desperate for dick because the options are low these days that they saw you, an enemy of the state, a rebel, you were on the other team. They're like, don't come over here because as soon as these guys from our school get a whiff of that good, good pheromone, they're going to want the new, you know, they're going to want the new meat. They're going to want that boar's head. They're going to smell that baloney. I'm kidding. Not even gonna go there. They gonna smell y'all meats, your inflation meat coming around the bin. They gonna say, "Ooh, she's for the other team. This could be a challenge." No, these guys are so fucking lazy. Also, you're in Colorado, and there's a lot more men in Colorado than women, so that shouldn't have been a thing. I don't know, but ladies, listen. If you go to UC Boulder or C Boulder or CU, whatever the university is, check yourself. Phone a sorority sister. Call the Tridell House and say. Y'all were violent. It's got to stop. Because you know what we're not going to do? Push other sisters down. I told you one time I was in college and I got knocked out by an LSU fan. It wasn't a woman. It was a man who was 6'7". He was trying to hit my boyfriend at the time behind me and I got clipped. So I don't want to hear it. I mean, is that a typical LSU situation? Sure is. Go Tigers. But all I'm saying is, as women, we need to do better. But yeah, it, it comes down to these kids don't know how to chit-chat. You know, they just see you, enemy, in a different jersey, and they're like, let's fucking get her. Except it's a bunch of women being like, fuck you, bitch. We all need to put the TikTok down, put the social media down. You know, they should have a bar. They should have a bar where they lock up your phone. You walk in. It's kind of like So House, okay? But for underage drinking. It's like So House. You come in, you lock your phone up. Nobody can talk. I mean, nobody can talk on the phone. You just have to come in and maybe there's a window at the bar. 
if your friends are trying to get in touch with you, they can be like, hey, bouncer, can you let me know? Is Kim in there? Is Kim Zabronski in there? And they're like, yeah, Kim's in here. Her phone's locked up. You want to come inside, Crystal? Fuck yeah, she's at the end of the bar. She just took a, a candy crush shot. You know what I mean? Whatever it is. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Where you just lock up the phones and these young kids are whatever, fake ID children. They're forced to talk to each other. And they can't Snapchat and they can't talk. And they got to do what we used to do when we were in college. We didn't sit and text on our phone. We just sat there and flirted. I'm going to have to start going back to school and maybe become a temp, a temp teacher, maybe a teacher's assistant. And I do some sort of social studies class, some sort of applied sciences where it's like how to communicate. If you're Gen Z, put the fucking phone down and ask somebody where they're from. Because see what's happened? You guys were locked up, zooming your senior year, and then you get to a sports match and you're throwing bows with a bitch from Connecticut. And that's not acceptable. And that's the biggest absolutely not I've heard. We've been through a lot of harrowing things this week. A bitch had her dog eat a, t- a used tampon. We had Linda in Nashville getting conned out of $1,200 for a neck crack. We had a man in Australia get accosted by a pest control operator. And now he's got to call the Aussies most wanted because this man's probably a murderer. And then on top of it, now we got bitches getting pushed and shoved by Gen Zers at an away game? Nah, no, absolutely not to all of this. What I want you to do is I want you to phone a friend, not a family member, a friend. I want you to check in on one of your girls, okay? If you're a white woman, especially. You call your friend, Caroline, and your phone, and you call and you say, listen, this is an attitude wellness check. Lock your shit up. Don't be shady this week. We don't have time for it. Kids are back in school. Everybody's acting like an asshole. Caroline, if you fuck somebody over on the PTA, go apologize. Now I'm getting revved up, fired up, because you can only control what happens in your own bubble. I can only control the attitudes and the mental wellness of my family. And if somebody's being an asshole, I got to check them. But you know what I'm not doing? Allowing this bullshit to leave out this front door. And that's on God. Call these hoes, get them in line. I'm absolutely yes, no. Very excited for the things that are coming. And I know I keep teasing the special. It is coming. We are, we've locked down the theater. It will be in, I can't say it yet, but it rhymes with schmurschmucky. And if you're like, why isn't it? I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, it's not in Atlanta. It's because I'm fighting for theater space. We should have shot it at the Fox when we did, but then I would have had to have returned like 600 seats because we had to block it out for cameras. So we're about to announce it very soon. I actually, as soon as I get done with this, I got to get into a production call and then we're going to be announcing the tour soon. Those tickets will probably go on sale here in the next couple of weeks and we'll be back at it. We're on the road, baby. It's a comeback tour. She's back with snacks. You thought it was a farewell tour? Nah, bitch, it's a comeback tour. She's back with snacks. I'm so good at marketing. It's unbelievable. So a lot of big things, exciting things happening. So while the inflation of deli meats may be up, save your coins because we got, we got tickets to buy. Anyways, I love you. I mean it. You know, call Caroline. Tell her to lock her shit up because we don't have time for this shit. 
In the meantime, between time, I love you. I mean it. Ciao, Bella. You know, you can always find me on the Absolutely Not podcast. And the number is 800-213-7503. I'll see you next week. Ciao, ciao. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.